0: Welcome to Feel Better with Tara Styles. I'm Tara Styles, and welcome to the show. Yay. All right, today I'm excited to dive into the topic of community, such a big one. <laughs> Everything, every topic is such a big one. Community is really so individual and collective for everyone, such a different experience, an ongoing incredibly interesting experience because it's an opportunity at best to learn about ourselves and to point ourselves in a better direction to help ourselves and to help those around us as best as we can over this possible desire to prove ourselves, to point out how right we are and how wrong someone else is and where we should be in this community and all of these kinds of things (laughs) that feel a little bit crisscrossed with our synapses when we kind of get into the icky ideas of reactions and communications and community and togetherness in that way. Just my own personal community, I assume is similar to a lot of you here and probably quite different to a lot of you here as well. But just to have some reference point, possibly sharing my own journey and story of community is helpful for you to reflect and be energized and excited about the communities that you're currently in. And maybe we'll be in or create in the future of now. My goodness. So when I grew up, I was in the community of my family unit, (laughs) my mom and dad and brother, big brother in Illinois. And there we were in our little community, in our house in the country, in the garden and all of these things and running around, learning about each other and ourselves, whether that's being communicated or not, that's kind of what's happening when you're around people. You learn where your boundaries are, where you're allowed to go, how you feel about yourself, your ideas for the future and what you can do, these kind of things. At least that was my experience of childhood. How am I going to get out of here? (laughs) This is okay, but how am I going to get out of here? And then I was part of a school community went to Catholic school, survived. That was going to be the topic of my first book, Surviving Catholic Grade School. I really wanted it to be an essay collection. Maybe we'll still do that. That would be kind of cool. So if you went to grade school with me and you want to do that project, call me up, let's make it happen. Because a lot of not good things happened in that Catholic school. A lot of criminal behavior from teachers happened in that Catholic school. And it was a time when Even if you told an adult, the adults around seem to have this collective understanding that you really can't change anything. Well, those people are in charge, even though they're doing something bad. What are we going to do about it? Just try to keep your head down, try to move to the back of the room, whatever. Hopefully we were evolving as a bigger community around those ideas as well. They're mind-blowing to me that certain things weren't addressed and changed even when we told adults. I know a lot of you have similar experiences in your life about this too. And for me, it very much shaped how I looked for community whenever I was able to decide the communities that I wanted to be in. I danced growing up, so I was part of this small-town dance community, and whenever we would go to dance conventions and competitions and all of these things that I knew in my bones were so cheesy, (laughs) I wanted to be part of the real dance world, not this commercial convention world, but really good teachers would come in, and we could take their classes in these hotel ballrooms at the Hyatt Regency or wherever it was. And I wanted to be dropped off in this community. I would get some attention from these teachers. They would see that I was really interested. I really was doing my best and trying hard and all of these things and putting myself there early and in the front row and wherever I could get a good place to be. And I got some good feedback from those teachers, some good moments of keep going, you're doing good. You're great at this. Some some really nice encouragement in a way. And some good criticism, which is also encouragement. I learned that as a young dancer. If a teacher that you respect gives you a correction, it means that they care that you get it right. (laughs) So I learned that lesson really early on in community. It's a different thing than somebody putting you down or somebody just berating you in your community to try to keep you in your place. Feedback or a correction Coming from that place of somebody who knows how to do it correctly, they want you to be empowered. And I I really learned that about community and about leadership as well from a young age. And I really wanted to be dropped off there. And the other community I was in was a nerdy one in high school. Maybe some of you have nerdy communities as well in a cool way. I love the word nerdy, so it's not really a put-down but I was part of, and this is super nerdy, Business Professionals of America. <laughs> I don't know if the organization still exists, but it was this group for high school kids that were interested in computers and business and everything was kind of mushed together. I suppose now there's more sophistication in organizing the differences in these kinds of categories. But I tried to graduate high school early This isn't a big feat of intellectual strength. (laughs) I just finished my credits and did a few summer school sessions so I could be done when I was a sophomore and then go to New York. That was my plan. So I finished on paper and I told my parents, hey, I've completed the course credits for this particular high school program. Can I uh, go to New York now? (laughs) And I knew in my pause and my question that the answer was going to be, heck no but I had to try. And I was pretty disappointed. So instead of continuing on in high school, I joined this adjacent program that was more geared toward vocations. And one of them was computers. So I knew the things that they were teaching in the class already because it was a pretty fundamental class. And we fortunately had a computer at home and I learned everything that I could about it from the manual and just from playing around. So they put me to work making flyers for the school and posters and design things. And this was before Photoshop and definitely before Canva. (laughs) So I was doing these kinds of things. And that was part of a community that I was in. There was a real togetherness. We were kind of at work in this way. We were the secretaries and the designers and the data entry people and the coders. We were figuring this stuff out. We were kind of all together It was actually pretty cool, too, because not that this is healthy in any way, but there was a soda machine where you could get Pepsis and Snickers bars. And it was my first kind of introduction to working at an office. (laughs) I thought this was funny. I can go out to the break room and have a Pepsi and a Snickers bar. Hilarious. Thankfully, I dropped that habit. I experienced a lot of sugar highs and sugar crashes from those two years of being in that program (laughs) and receiving the benefits and the lack of benefits of having access to highly processed office snack food. So there you go. So that was a community that I was willing to drop. And when I moved on to Dance Conservatory, I started to choose my communities a little bit more. When I started practicing and leading yoga, I started to get really specific about the kind of community that I was open to creating. One day, there's no community. The next day, there's a little bit. The next day, there's a little bit more. And I knew enough about my past experiences to know that how I am when I'm leading this yoga class and also before the class and after the class, whether it's in Central Park and the community is everybody walking by or my apartment and people are specifically coming over to do a yoga class. Everything that I do is creating this community. And then when things got going a little more and more people started coming, this community started to build. I started to get really excited because I started to look around and see my values of Everybody's cool. Everybody can improve. We all can do better. We all can hang around and learn from each other. I started to see that I was attracting that. Those kinds of people were coming to classes. And I also attracted this idea that I was leading and still am leading the yoga classes, leading the podcast, leading the things that I'm leading but I'm also a part of the community. And that's always been really important to me as well. Whether I'm the leader or not, I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of communities that I can feel like I have a place to help in this way. And way before I started learning about Tai Chi and Shiatsu and things like that from Mike and Sam, I had this raw feeling that it's important to help. It's important to observe and look around and talk to people and listen (laughs) instead of just inserting my opinion all of the time. There's times for that. You got to know when to hold them, (laughs) know when to fold them, that kind of thing. But mostly in my experience so far, what's created healthy community is having the thing that you're doing being healthy. There never needed to be a sign on the wall that said, this yoga is for everyone. Everybody's invited. We're inclusive. I know all those things got more popular with visual digital stuff, social media, online sharing, even postcards and coffee shops. Everybody has their tagline things like that. But I knew none of that was real unless it's actually happening. The graphic representation, you know, going back to my (laughs) time in the nerdy community, the graphic representation will never be and should never be better than what you're actually doing. This is why I'm always so suspicious of social media sharing. The graphics, the beautiful cuts, the imagery... All of that is cool to look at. But what's the thing? What's the community? What's the product? Essentially, if you're buying a pair of shoes, are the shoes amazing? Or was the video just cool about the shoes? (laughs) And of course, we're not talking about or I'm not talking about shoes here. But I, for my own brain, I'm benefit quite a lot in taking myself out of the context of what I'm doing and putting in some other sort of pedestrian scenario. And then everything becomes a lot more clear because it becomes a lot less intense around my circumstance of yoga. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. So, in the beginning of this community building, I thought, well, this is so cool. I love this idea of create space. I love this idea of every inhale fills you up, every exhale moves you in. And everybody's included in this way. And I started to do everything on purpose to the best of my ability, how I show up before class, hanging around, creating the right distance between myself and other people. If there's a group of people that are looking kind of cool and popular, I don't need to go over there and be part of that. I can go talk to somebody who's maybe more alone and looks like they're wanting to be part of a group. So I can use myself to help not just myself, but others to the best of my guessing (laughs) ability. And this is so cool. This is really the whole thing for me. When I teach teacher trainings on yoga, of course, we learn how to lead yoga. We learn the movements, vocabulary. There's so much there to the actual practice, but it's so important to practice every single day when you walk into that space how you're behaving with yourself and with the people around you. And then you start to learn more about yourself. And hopefully you start to point yourself, wherever you are in your journey of improvement, point yourself in a better direction when you're commuting to that space every day, when you're on the subway, when you're on the train, when you're in the car, when you're talking to somebody at the grocery store, whatever it is. We're always in community, always. So when we're in community on purpose, this yoga community, this listener, this podcast community, (laughs) this people community, we have an opportunity to practice how we want to be. So years ago, Deepak Chopra invited me to teach yoga at one of his conferences called Sages and Scientists. And he's had many and I've got to go to many, which is super cool. I'm really grateful for that. One of the friends that I met there is a really awesome person, Dr. Rudy Tanzi. He's a big time neuroscientist. He's on his way to curing Alzheimer's, doing all this research at Harvard. Big deal. You can Google him and all of these things. He wrote the foreword for Guiding Strala, which is our Training manual, which I'm super grateful to have as a published book. And anybody can get that, which is cool. So he's taken some classes and we talk about this quite a bit. It's not about the yoga, although the yoga, what you're doing is very important. How you're doing it is more important. How you're moving around the room, how you're talking to people, if you're talking to people when you're not, where you're putting your body, all these things. And Rudy was sitting on the floor, which I love because I love to sit on the floor too. (laughs) Even at these, especially at these conferences where everybody's at these tables, the room is always cold and everybody's always drinking big pitchers of ice water. And I'm looking for the coffee or the tea or something. And I'm wrapped up in my big coat, you know, (laughs) looking a little bit odd. So Rudy's on the floor. So I go sit next to him and he was working on the book, Super Brain, that he co-wrote with Deepak, and then they wrote Super Genes after that. And I even remember saying to him, okay, this is going to be a big hit, super brain. What's going to be the next super that you all will come up with together? (laughs) So that makes sense. So he showed me some paragraphs that he was working on, and I was looking at it too. And then together, we were kind of talking about this idea about how can I help over what can I prove? And he was writing about how that's great for brain health and how that's great for well-being and community and all of these things. And of course, I think about it in a similar way, more specific to my own leading and being in community and how the action of helping over proving is better. (laughs) It's better, far better than always trying to Show somebody what you know, how smart you are, what you know about the situation. You get more when you help than when you prove. (laughs) The results are better. It's not a defeat. It's a win. So I always thought this was really cool. How can I help over what can I prove? My goodness. And I think about this beyond our yoga community. We have so many people leading strala classes. And that was always really important to me since we were riding the horse in the direction that it was going. People wanted to learn how to lead yoga in this way. And I said, okay, fine. After many years, I didn't want to do the trainings. And I thought, well, if everybody that's coming to me for yoga is being helped and saying, this is so unique and I'm not getting this anywhere else, if that's actually true, enough people are saying it, if I can share the method of doing this, the Tai Chi way of yoga. Okay, let's bring in Mike. Let's bring in Sam for Shiatsu. Let's think about this. And guess what? It started working. More people started getting better, feeling better from doing yoga in an easygoing way. And guess what? We changed the culture. I was listening to a yoga conference online the other day about the history of yoga. And there was a woman there talking about her family teaching her yoga And she used the word guiding yoga. And I said, cool, (laughs) because it's not that the word guide is new. It's not that Mike and I in the Strala community were the first people to ever say the word guide when it came to something movement-based or connected-based. I had heard that kind of here and there, but we really kind of leaned into it and went for it and apparently popularized that so many yoga studios and yoga teachers call themselves yoga guides. And that is new. And that is a change that we initiated. I never expected other people to do it. So many people that came to our studio thought that that was so silly and so goofy. Oh, why do you call yourselves guides? That's so corny, you know, teachers, just the common word. And I really thought about it. I said, well, teacher, there's nothing wrong with the word teacher. You've got a great second grade teacher in math or science or whatever. But if I want to take somebody through an experience and create a healthy community, the word guide makes so much more sense. I'm going to guide you through something that I know really well and I know can benefit you. But ultimately, you're learning from your experience of that process that I'm guiding. Which is not the tradition of yoga. (laughs) So, I was really interested to hear somebody say the word guiding yoga who comes from a more modern tradition of guru student relationship to see how much moving with ease, how much community in our particular community can affect real change outside of our community. I thought that was really cool. So, Whatever you're doing has a big impact. And this isn't about how big your following is or how many people are listening to you in your talk, in your yoga class. If you're even thinking about yourself as a leader, anything that you do impacts the community around you. So something happened in our community years ago a girl, a woman, young, young woman lost her baby in childbirth. And this was a real big devastation, obviously for her and her family, but for our community. Our whole community was really devastated by this, not just in that moment of the loss, but ongoing in supporting her during that time and the things that she needed, just being there for her as well, but also ongoing and showing up for folks is something that shouldn't come from, I need to do this now to be a good person. And it was such a intense moment and continues to be intense because loss of a child never goes away. But that kind of community sympathy and showing up forness really was and continues to be big, not just in helping that person, but in how really all of us share our own lives and how we care for our families and how we care for each other and how we're careful to help instead of prove in a way. I did something kind of flippant and silly during that time. I deleted all of my Instagram (laughs) and it's so silly and small. But I had looked at my Instagram at that time and I had so many pictures of Daisy as a baby. And I thought this is so insensitive, not just to this person who lost her baby, but to so many people who have a challenge with starting a family, people who don't want to start a family. And then I thought, well, why am I even sharing this? Is it just a subconscious thing that I'm doing, a mindless thing that I'm doing? And the answer was yes. I was sharing what was around because social media is so new. We don't have a playbook for this. In-person experience, I had been to enough that I knew what I didn't want to do. I knew what I wanted to try to create. But we're in this digital age now where it's so easy to prove every day online how great we think we are, (laughs) how much we think we know, how awesome we are, and how much everybody else is not awesome. And if you look at that, the whole world is doing that all the time. The whole world is reacting all the time to everybody else's actions. And the whole world is saying how they think they're right, which is pretty insane and chaotic. And we don't need to do it. And we can change it. Hey, if I can create the word guiding yoga as something that yoga teachers that have never practiced a class with me... (laughs) call themselves yoga guides, I'm guiding this, I'm guiding that, then, hey, we can change how we show up digitally. We can change how we show up in person. We can shift from proving ourselves all the time to helping ourselves and helping each other with more of the time. That's just a thought about community. And we're all leaders. Wherever you are in this community is a chance to Learn about yourself to see how you are in relationship to other people that trigger you, that challenge you, where your energy is at, what are you doing, how can you improve, how can you move. And before I learned about Tai Chi, I had these kind of raw feelings inside of creating space, of inhaling to open a door, exhaling, moving through, move how it feels good. And then I learned more about Tai Chi and I thought, oh, wow. I'm on the right track, but there's a whole new world of everything is everything. (laughs) Lauren Hillness in here. Soften. You don't need to try to breathe bigger, breathe more full, breathe more deep. That's exhausting. Soften. (sighs) Guess what? (sighs) That just happens. And when you soften, you start to move from your middle more. More things happen more becomes possible. That relationship between yourself and others, where you put yourself, starts to become something to focus on, not something to think about just with your mind, to practice moving in relationship to other people, to practice moving in a more coordinated way, not just when you're doing yoga, but when you're making coffee, when you're standing in line at the grocery store, when you're doing your emails, whatever it is. So community, community, How can I help over? What can I prove? And I hope that simply, at least temporarily, takes the pressure off of doing a bunch of stuff you don't want to do anyway. (laughs) Let it go, let it go, let it go. Help yourself and know that when you are helping yourself, you're more stable to look around from your center and help other people, help the situation you're in. Forget about proving. You will prove to others how amazing you are if you help them. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, let's go to a couple of voicemails of folks in the community. Hi, Tara. I don't know if I'm doing this correctly. You know me in technology, but it's Margaret from Spain, Scottish Margaret. And I was wondering if you would be interested in doing a podcast about breath work. I've just recently finished reading. Uh, Breathe by James Nestor, which I found fascinating, which led me to the oxygen advantage with Patrick McCune. And I was wondering about your thoughts on this subject. Be really interested to hear. Thank you. Okay, Margaret is amazing. She's a guide. <laughs> incredible guide, also a grandma. <sighs> so good. And it doesn't surprise me that she's so interested and curious and continuing learning. When we met Margaret, she's so strong. She's got this really strong, capable body and calm and focused mind. She's good to go. But it makes sense. She's looking at more breathing because often when you have that strength, naturally, she has a lot naturally, but she also works and strength is what she leans into. Breath, Become something to almost avoid, which, which makes sense, Margaret. So yes, let's get into it. The whole episode, there's so much from the Tai Chi perspective, softness allows your breath to move you, allows your breath to be big and full, and so much more becomes possible. So I love it. Love it, Margaret. You're incredible. You're amazing. She is leading classes in Spain, if you are in Spain, She has some cool stuff online. I think she's on TikTok too now. Hey. (laughs) And she's Scottish. So very cool. But she came to New York and did training, and we've got to see her a bunch of times. So, yes, let's get into it. Next one on uh, breathing. Okay, here's one more.
1: Hey, Tara. My name is Joe. I'm from Seattle, Washington, and I'm in my 70s. But I recently started getting back into uh, running, and I've now launched into some ultra running 30. 50, 100 milers. And I wanted to let you know that my trainer suggested to me that I get into yoga. And I was like, what? I think I should be training for running. Uh, But she was like, okay, no, you need to be balanced and you'll see that this will pay off when you're out on the road. And so it certainly has. You know, I even express gratitude, which is one of your mantras as well as I'm running and it makes the time go by so much quicker. And Keeps me in the right mind frame for a successful finish. So, hey, there's still hope for us uh, older folks in the autumn of our lives. I've been accepted into the Moab 240 in October 2022, and uh, you can track my progress online. I will finish. Bye-bye.
0: Wow. Oh, Joe, so cool. Let's track Joe's progress online because that is so cool. How inspiring you feel, Joe, like a good friend. (laughs) Thank you so much. I know I can learn so much from you and that zest for life at your age and really at any age. You know, there's no excuse for us if you are any age to do what Joe does, have gratitude, practice yoga in a way that feels like you So you can do the things you love to do. Man, the ultras, that is just so impressive. Wow, very, very cool. Okay, I'm going to find you online. I'll find Joe online if you want to follow along. I'm going to figure out, actually I have his email. (laughs) So I'm going to figure out how to do that and we can track you, Joe. You're going to have some new friends, some new followers and fans as well. So thank you for that. Thanks for that inspiration. (sighs) So let's have some nice, easy meditation on how can I help yourself comfortable here. Bring your hands to your belly or one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly. Your whole self soften here. Watch your breath start to literally move you. this idea of how can I help start to make a home in you? Ask yourself, how can I help myself right now? What can I do right now in this moment to help myself? Can I be more comfortable? Can I relax a little more? Can I drink some water? What can I do today to help myself? And extend that to your thoughts about others, extend that to your interactions with others, your community. How can I help those around me? Coming back to that loop of how can I help myself? How can I help others? How can I help myself? How can I help others? And whenever that impulse comes in to prove, to show off, to force, to stick it to somebody or to stick it to the internet, (laughs) see if you can walk yourself back off that a little bit. Take a breath. Roll around a little bit. Soften. And ask yourself again, how can I help myself? How can I help others? And hang there. Let yourself be there whenever you remember to come back. You're ready, gently, open your eyes. I hope you feel better. My goodness, this is the whole point here. If you'd like to practice, we have new classes every day. (laughs) It's awesome. You can join live whenever. All good. The beauty of the internet, the beauty of yoga online. Yay. Strala Yoga, the app, stralahome.com. Great community as well. Focused on yoga in a way that feels like you. That's super important. Otherwise, it's just a tagline. It's just a fancy digital thing. (laughs) We want the real thing to be cooler than the digital thing. That's a thought. (sighs) You're cool. You're awesome. Thanks for being here. Have a wonderful day. Take good care and see you soon.